0: Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the BL podcast. It has been a month since the E-Rupees Retail Pilot was launched. As you know, the E-Rupee is a part of the RBI's ambitious project to digitalize the economy. How is it different from wallets and payment apps? What are its uses and what lies ahead for the digital currency? Also, what is the reaction of bankers and customers? In this podcast, Senior Assistant Editor Hamsini Karthik talks to Ajay Rajan, Head of Transactions at S-Bank and Naveen Surya, a fintech expert about this one-of-a-kind experiment by the Central Bank. Listen in. Hi, I'll go with uh, Ajay first. Uh, how have your customers taken to e in the last one month? Uh, I remember when we started off on the pilot, you said there is a little bit of FOMO among uh, uh, fintech founders. So, uh, how is the how is the response been so far?
1: Well, actually, uh, I will only add that uh, the FOMO has also got added to the general public as well. So, as we speak, there is um, you know there is a waiting list actually which we have uh, of customers who uh, want to uh, you know experiment and. Uh, Onboard, get onboarded on the CBDC wallet. Uh, but as I had mentioned uh, earlier as well, um, you know this is a, a close user group pilot, which is um, you know being uh, opened up by Reserve Bank, uh, and hence uh, you know we are going about it in a very calibrated manner. So obviously you know one uh, option could have all, always been that you know go all out and do it, but you know it's very early days, and even the. Uh, technical architecture, you know, which is being used in the pilot uh, is uh, maybe, you know, is, is could also, you know, undergo a change as we go around, go about in the subsequent pilots. So it is always better uh, from a strategic point of view to test it out in a in a smaller number and uh, you know calibrate that number as you go on a daily basis which is what is actually happening today and uh, you know uh, keep adding on more banks more customers uh, more users as we as we uh, proceed so that's really where it is right now so maybe just to uh, also uh, further elaborate on your question uh, so today uh, you know the closed user group is a mix of Uh, yes bank staff is a mix of yes bank customers uh, but those numbers are uh, pretty much being uh, moderated uh, you know by the bank Uh, not only yes bank but i'm uh, you know uh, aware that other banks uh, also have the same approach and uh, every bank is adding uh, to these numbers on a daily basis so it is not being stagnated or it is not that it is not being added so their numbers are being added and uh, more, as more and more customers, as I mentioned, who are on the waiting list, uh, you know, will keep getting added, uh, you know, as we uh, as we increase.
0: Is it possible for you to share the number? I mean, a ballpark of uh, a percentage of customers using or so many number of customers who have onboarded on pilot? Is that possible?
1: I, I would avoid getting into numbers Hanshini, at this stage. And frankly, percentages may not even make sense because it will just be a fraction of, the overall client base uh, of any of the bank. And uh, definitely when you talk about the larger banks, uh, you know, it may not even be worth mentioning. So I think at this point, again, you know, to reiterate, it's a very, very calibrated, close user group uh, onboarding, which is happening. Uh, and maybe, you know, when we talk about this in a few months or so, uh, maybe, you know, that number could be, uh, you know, more significant. But I, right now, as we speak, uh, you know, it is still very, very calibrated.
0: Great. Uh, Some of the glitches or practical issues that you faced uh, with respect to EDP so far?
1: Uh, See, nothing which uh, has been very significant. There will always be, uh, you know, sometimes where For example, the, uh, you know, because we are whitelisting numbers, right? So people who are in the closed user group, their numbers are getting whitelisted to get added. So sometimes, you know, uh, there could be an error in terms of the whitelisted number not being the same as uh, the number which is linked to the uh, account and so on and so forth. So those kind of, uh, you know, things have, have come across. Uh, and, uh, you know, which are, uh, you know, which are getting addressed and, you know, the new numbers which are linked to the bank account, for example, are being, uh, are being whitelisted. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than that, you know, few operational glitches, uh, you know, keep coming on and off, but those are again being identified and uh, addressed immediately. And uh, so far, at least what I've seen is uh, error, which, uh, you know, once happened and, Uh, Rectified, Uh, we've not seen recurrence of that uh, again. uh, You know, in that uh, particular state, so that at least shows that there is no systemic. uh, challenge, but it is again uh, you know being addressed, uh, solved as it uh, goes along. Which is precisely the reason why, I'm saying the numbers are also being managed and the users are also being managed, right? Because we don't want uh, things suddenly going out, saying is X is not working or Y is not working, right? So long as it is being tested within a a certain pool of people who know that this is being done in a pilot manner, I think you know you are able to tackle it and address it in a more uh, manageable manner.
0: Mm. Fair enough. Uh, Naveen, as a user of eRupee, how has your experience been? Have you faced any uh, issues while sending money, getting money? Has it been seamless?
2: I think it's been fairly simple and easy to use. Of course, like uh, Ajay said that because there is a multiple additional filtering process because RBI's purpose of this particular pilot is to achieve certain objectives and not to make it live to the common man yet, right? Hmm. So basically that objective, there are some extra steps that are added between banks, RBI, and let's say the customers. Such they're as? Verifying, so they're verifying whether this person has been kind of identified to be added as a pilot since it's not open to all the customers, right? Hmm. So you have to have, let's say, all your account number, uh, mobile number, all hmm. the rest of the details checked and mapped, right? So if there's any one single uh, v- variable is there, probably your onboarding process would need to be done again, etc. right? So that's been one kind of a thing that is has happened. But once you are in, then as I said, uh, the transaction is extremely smooth. I could do three type of transaction. I could actually transfer money from a bank account into my Rupee account, which is pretty seamless. Could actually select the denomination of exactly like in your know, currencies as you want to store. Uh, mm-hmm. While I still probably, from a long term perspective, think that probably in a in a token world, usually you just deal with the coins, right? So you just say that pesa. You don't necessarily need to mimic hundred percent, but like I said, that's one of the probably objective of RBA currently to keep it as a node denomination. But I see probably from a technical reason, eventually even from a tech architecture, you will have to be just PESAS. And then they can accumulate and convert into any currency as you want. So that's a well, first transaction that we did. Then we kind of uh, could do a P2P transfer between me and any other users. Again, known user group. So to identify who are the people we could transfer to who also are in the e So yeah, I took, say, for me to find through Ajay and few other friends that we all have access. So that's the second part. Third, of course, I could do a P2M, which is merchant transaction. So again, we did a couple of QR code transactions. Obviously, I'm not traveling that that much out currently uh, due to some personal reasons. Uh, so I couldn't do so many of them, but whatever I could do, that process was fairly smooth. It is like any other QR code transaction. Uh, lastly, I even tried as a redemption transaction process. Again, mm-hmm. I use the Yes Bank app since I'm a customer there, uh, to even send money back into my bank account. So those are four things that are broadly available currently to us as a user for domestic transactions. And I'm actually personally very proud and excited that we have reached here very fast. While well, we took time to take mm. a decision. I don't know if you remember GFF, I was thinking, yes. how long, how long, why are we waiting? Yes. And then suddenly, boom, you're ready. And lives. Yes. That's a great news for all of us.
1: While navid mentioned the onboarding is fairly smooth and uh, so on so forth, you know, the... You can actually on get a CBDC app downloaded and start transacting in less than a minute. Actually, cool. it's a matter of seconds for you to complete the whole onboarding process, which is actually very, very, very simple, right? Because you are using your saving account right now to start. Right. And as the product, uh, pilot progresses and you will be able to load your CBDC wallet with UPI, so you don't necessarily need to have a S-Bank yes account. right? You can have a CBDC wallet with S-Bank, even though your account is with A-Bank or B-Bank. Uh, you know, all that also uh, you know, will follow, and but the whole process is extremely, extremely seamless. And even transacting is very seamless. The P2M actually works better than uh, even you know, in other payment modes because there the settlement happens, uh, you know, T plus one or T plus two, whatever, whatever the other commercial terms, right. But here the settlement is instant. So when Mm. I transfer money to a merchant, like if I shop in Reliance retail, or if I tank up in Indian oil, you know, we're all uh, also, you know, some of the pilot uh, merchants in CBDC, the money gets transferred to them instantly, and they can redeem from their CBDC wallet to their current accounts instantly. And it is free. It is instant, right? Yeah. That's not something which you get in any other payment mode in the in the country. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's
2: like your currency transaction basically. The moment is exactly. given to the other person is usable.
0: Any That's common easy. myths that you would want to bust, uh, Naveen? Um, because there's so much of uh, um, uh, you know uh, negativity yeah. going on around rupee.
2: There are there are three or four. Let me pick up one by one. Why do we need CBDC? I think. Fundamentally, CBDC, especially the retail one, is an answer to our solution for displacing physical cash. I call it physical cash or a currency. Hmm. uh, E-Rupee actually is is the same thing on a steroid because it can also work in digital. So please understand it's extremely important given that 70-80% of retail transactions still in physical currency, still growing at the same pace as digital i think this could be the real answer because it could be given to anyone like like as i just said eventually it will be available to every customer whether or not they have a bank account mm-hmm. second one uh, what's the difference between this and a upi and a wallet i think we have to understand that you have money today in a bank account right and you have a money in your pocket so this is more like a currency in your pocket but in a digital mm-hmm. form it is not money in a bank account
1: yes it is
2: not the app so the app or a wallet holds the money. App actually also uses messaging protocols to transfer that money either to a merchant, another person, domestically or eventually internationally. So mm-hmm. those are going to be yeah. remain there and eventually for all of them. These are newer opportunities in the ecosystem. For which but I'm honey, sure. Can I, uh,
0: can I just interrupt you here? What could be the difference between a Paytm wallet and a Rupee app?
2: Yeah. So Paytm wallet currently the money that you hold is like a bank money, which is a money that you can and spend. But again, like I said, when you transfer that money, it is not like currency that it is reusable at some times. It is a settlement time. Or even if it is like from UPI, the bank behind still have not completed the settlement. So the transaction legs of a payment and settlement and settlement finality still has some time lag. The moment you give your money to someone else, which is a 10 rupee note, it's over. The same way E-Rupee, the moment you have given from your account to another account, it's over. The transaction is Mm. Final. There's no extra step pending after that, so that's a big difference. It looks simple, but technically it makes huge difference. So the velocity of money that becomes extremely fast here, and like I said, payment and settlement becomes your payment including settlement. Mm,
0: absolutely. Right?
1: absolutely. And finally, the trust factor, right, Because uh, you know when you go deeper into the country, yeah. uh, you know the, you're talking about comparison between a private wallet and, and actually legal tender so yeah. it's not a wallet to wallet comparison you're actually comparing Absolutely. a wallet versus a currency right so there is a big difference between the two so when you yeah. actually go deeper into the country and people who have not yet transcended into a digital way because you know they don't maybe they don't trust uh, uh, you know uh, yeah. private wallets or private yeah. uh, instruments uh, for them it is a big benefit having uh, the ability to transact digitally yet in a um, in a very legal tender, yeah. right? That is one. Second, and as we go forward, and this is going to be the future, but um, you know, all of these wallets or private uh, currencies or UPI or any of the payment mode are only operatable in a digit, in an internet uh, uh, state, right? Mm-hmm. But CBDC, as mentioned in the RBI concept note as well, has a very clearly
2: a roadmap of going into offline. Right? Or go Ajay, we'll
0: just come to that point towards the yeah. end. Before yeah, then, Just I'll one go.
2: point, I will add that one technical difference also is that this is a money as a liability of the RBI. Yes,
0: exactly.
2: not leverage money. So it's like limited to your uh, insurance of deposit insurance. This is 100% secure. Yes,
0: yes. Now I'll come to you Ajay. Um, we know that broadly this works on a blockchain technology, but then uh, if it's going to be exactly like rupee, then uh, like physical money in, in other aspects, instant settlement happens, but cash also have, goes through reconciliation. There is a chest involved and things like that. So how can you take us through the technology aspects, the back end aspects of how the rupee functions?
1: So, uh, very interestingly, in the pilot phase, um, you know, the uh, E-Rupee actually adopts two emerging technologies, right? And if you actually look at RBI's thought process well, while they have had their own apprehension or reservation about crypto, but uh, they have always been very, very amenable and actually have talked positively about adopting of the underlying technology, right? Which in this case is blockchain. So, this is where they've actually put it to test, right? And they've actually said that, look, you know, we've always been positive about blockchain and this is where we have adopted it. Right. So, uh, uh, so E-Rupee works on a hybrid model. So there are two legs to it. There is a leg where, like you mentioned, the currency chest, right? So there is a leg between where banks are indenting E-Rupee from Reserve Bank of India. So the leg between banks and Reserve Bank actually is on blockchain right so that works uh, that works on that technology and then there is a, a leg where the banks operate between uh, themselves or move money or with the wallet moves uh, money in the wallet move between the banks that is completely api based right so it's actually a hybrid model in phase 1 which is between blockchain and api and uh, that's how the technology works here but uh, is this what is going to be the final uh, leg or the final pilot uh, will also remain on this. Uh, you know that remains to be seen. And RBI has very clearly said that they will continue to evaluate uh, various models, various. Uh, you know, to, uh, models on this uh, to see which works best, right? And eventually, when they have to go into, like I was saying in the uh, in the earlier point as well, then they have to go down uh, deeper into low connectivity area or um, you know, uh, no internet area. They will will have to see how um, you know the technology works under those circumstances uh, because that is that is the only way that this whole uh, project will become a success. Uh, you know, into the, uh, you know, into India and Bharat, as we, as we say, right? Right. But is there uh, the
0: reconciliation that you guys do? So Uh,
1: reconciliation, uh, again here, because it is, it is token based, is absolutely instant, right? So there is a finality to the transaction. So when I transfer a P2P to Naveen, for example, or a P2M to Indian oil, uh, when we said that it is money is instant, It is, that means that there is end of reconciliation as well, right? So my money to Naveen is instant from every standard. It's a legal tender transferred from me to Naveen. It is a legal tender transferred from me to the merchant. And they can redeem that money and credit into their current account and close the uh, reconciliation at at their end, just as they would do for a physical cash.
2: Okay. And I would, I would further clarify, Amsini, that it's in a physical money. It's not about reconciliation. It's about verification for mm-hmm. any theft, right? Mm-hmm. For a distribution aspect that it is exactly same mm-hmm. what you received. In digital, that's not required. That's so, right. reconciliation is only for a payment and settlement part where it's not happening. That's not required here. So,
0: we're technically then cutting off two layers of normal operations?
2: In, yeah, and equally cost, right? The, the whole cost mean- of distribution <laughs> yes. of a physical currency storing over a period of time. Even if you could take 20% out, it's a huge impact.
1: Great. See, cost, cost of handling cash is not only expensive for Reserve Bank. right? It is also expensive for people, Thanks. for merchants. It's very expensive right? because you yeah. need to have a, a cash management provider coming, picking up the cash, uh, uh, settling it into your current account. There is a cost involved to it. There is a time <laughs> involved to it. This eliminates everything.
0: Absolutely. Um, we'll come to the last point. Here. Um, Naveen, how do you see the use case for E-Rupee developing as we penetrate further? Uh, just yeah. spoke about how it would be available offline as well. but yeah. um, And we're also talking about an interoperability world wherein I can use E-Rupee to do a UPI payment and so on and so forth. So how do you envisage the entire system evolving, let's say two years from now?
2: So I think I would not give any specific timeline but broad use cases, right? There are wholesale, there's a retail. In wholesale, again, there's domestic and international. Again, Mm -hmm. within domestic, you could do a lot of settlement related work behind the bank. For an example, UPI itself needs a solution between banks to have an instant instant settlement at the back. Right. Currently you and I get money and we use UPI app, but the bank are still settling in a batch. But if you have a token wholesale token in between Mm -hmm. that can be debited and instant settlement can happen. Mm -hmm. So same way the international side there are international trade transactions which also need solutions right mm-hmm. these are very generic very broad macro examples and then there are a lot of variety of this domestic uh, sorry the retail side obviously you have a domestic transaction p2p and p2m we talked about it right mm-hmm. we talked about again g2 g2p or a g2c mm-hmm. you want to say right mm-hmm. or other way around so mm-hmm. a lot of transactions that can happen between them even people who don't have a bank account let's say there is a flood relief you want to send money including what i just said on a so offline here means no internet or no connectivity hmm. it means you've received a token once in your phone just because just with your base verification through sms or something with your other or something now you the way you hold your currency in your pocket you're holding in your device which could be maybe even a feature phone and now you're able to transfer that anytime anywhere right so there are all kind of domestic p2p to p2m transaction again internationally or international remittances so there are Wherever there is money involved, eventually you will see e Mm rupee. And timeline, maybe it will take probably for all those use cases to become fully active five to seven years. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that the way you use money today in a three to five years' time completely changed, especially after e rupee becoming very popular. And I think that's what we're all looking forward to. And that will be even a bigger change. And lastly, on interoperability, I think it's by default because each of these payment systems, Right, the way they take debit card, credit card, bank account, this will be just one more option within all those systems. Mm-hmm. It won't be so difficult. I think there are rules very well laid down. It's just that first, independently, the system needs to, uh, let's say, be tested, piloted, scaled, uh, and one by one, all those use cases to be kind of out, and then eventually it will interoperate, which is already can be done right through APIs and various means. Mm-hmm.
1: But it is, see, it is mm-hmm. by nature interoperable. It is because it is, belongs to Reserve Bank of India. It yeah. does not belong to X, X wallet or B wallet or, you know, B app, right? It is yeah. a central bank currency can be used by anyone, everyone without any restrictions. That is one, right? Hmm. The second and maybe, you know, just to uh, further amplify on the points which have been made, right? Uh, I think the other big difference where from a use case perspective, which will come uh, is going to be programmability. Right? so while G2B payment uh, is definitely one, but right, but then um, maybe you know, uh, if a fertilizer subsidy, for example, is to be given to farmers for buying seeds, right? Uh, a lot of times we see that uh, you know the money goes to some middleman, money does not reach the farmer. You know, it, it may reach the farmer, but may not be used for the purpose uh, for which it is, for which it is meant. So all of that actually can be then. Facilitated through through CBDC, where the money can go directly to the CBDC wallet of the farmer. It can be programmed in a way that it can be used for buying seeds in designated uh, you know government shops, and uh, so that the leakage is not there and it is used for the purpose for which it is meant. So a lot of these use cases will get developed. BBT subsidies, all of that you know can directly be sent. And the more and more money that you know put you put into the into the wallet of the end consumer. Uh, you know the usability will automatically you know get added, right? And last but not the least, you know I would actually uh, say this, and you know no one better than Naveen as you know the industry body, um, you know chairperson here. But uh, eventually, see UPI also. If you look at it, the product was launched, everything is there, but the but the proliferation happened because the ecosystem innovated around it, mm. right? Here also, right now we are talking about a CUG, but when it is expanded. And when you get more banks and the fintechs and everyone, uh, you know, uh, getting to uh, have the ability to use it, you mm-hmm. know, it is going to be a matter of time where people will innovate yeah. on various use cases where, you know, a currency actually can be used. right? Yeah. It is, it is a extremely potent and, uh, you know, critical uh, ammunition, which will be there in everyone's arsenal. By definition, Wait, Ajay, I, I, uh,
0: let me okay, just pause you here. Uh, one of the largest users of cash is our uh, MSME uh, segment, both on the supply side as well as on the customer side. Uh, do you believe that uh, maybe the next phase of piloting should be on a, a, a end-to-end basis, a merchant-to-merchant basis? Although we have e-rupee on a, a wholesale basis, which is getting tested now, but that's for a completely different use case. Do you believe that if we find success on an M2M basis, that's where we would really solve all the problems of cash as such?
1: See, today, if you look at cash, right? Now, again, the fundamental point uh, of CBDC is wherever cash is used,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: by default, because CBDC will have features akin to physical cash, can be absolutely replicated, right? Mm -hmm. So today, when I go and tank up, you know, Indian Oil Outlet. I am uh, I am going and giving them, for example, cash card whatever. Right, but let's assume I am giving cash. I can simply substitute that cash with CBDC. Now there is nothing which prohibits me when you know the pilot gets enlarged uh, en- tomorrow for further use cases for extending this to B two B as well, right? And I, and if if a B two B payment is today and uh, you know, happening in cash because of whatever be the reason right the same benefit will also come under uh, under cbdc right a lot of times you know we use cash and you know uh, is because of anonymity right cbdc will give the same benefit of course you know there will be thresholds but uh, you know that same benefit from anonymity perspective will also be there whether it is a b2b p2p p2m you know whatever be the, uh, the model that benefit will remain
2: I think, I'm so silly, if they extend, time, the, so. extend the pilot to NBFCs, right, microfinance companies yes. and other similar fintech, <laughs> yes. we will automatically see each of those use cases. But I think current That's purpose right. is a very limited doing certain objectives. Eventually, you will see each one of them being part of this.
0: Great. Uh-huh. Hope to connect with you, you both uh, maybe six months from now to see yeah. how much of penetration, how much of learning on ground has happened. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I would say this is an area where India will be leader in three to five years. The way we are in fast payments, and uh, I extremely believe in this. This will happen.
0: Great.
1: Likewise, and I, I know, and not only retail CBDC, but I'm also. A- uh, very, very bullish on wholesale CBDC, okay. which of course will also require other countries to evolve their respective models. But given the focus by every country on, uh, on CBDC, I, I think it's only a matter of time where even wholesale cross-border CBDC uh, brings in huge amount of financial and operational efficiencies uh, you know, to countries and banks. And okay. India.
0: Thank you for listening to this
1: podcast and don't forget to subscribe. Until the next time, This is Team Business Line saying goodbye.